That Damn Toad, Part 2. I have my own landscaping company, and I've added two more blocks this summer, so things are moving in the right direction. I've lived here my whole life, so I know most everyone. I figured this would be a good place to start a business. Yeah, I still live at home, but my buddy Samir's a construction guy, and he helped me turn my parents' basement into an apartment. So my rent is super cheap. I also do my parents' yard work for free, so I'm pretty sure they like having me around. Landscaping seems to be a good choice for me. I don't mind manual labor. I listen to my earbuds all day, and I get to be outside. And best of all, I'm my own boss. It's the perfect setup, and life is good. My customers are all pretty nice, and some of them like to shoot the shit for a while. They either follow me around while I'm working, or they invite me to sit and talk. One of my favorite customers was Harry. I really liked talking to him when he was around. I never used to see Harry unless he was home and working on his car. Then one day, he was just home more and not working on his car at all. I asked him if it had finally died for good, since I hadn't seen it leave his driveway in a while. He smiled and said, no, it was running just fine, just had nowhere to be. I thought maybe he'd retired for good, so I asked him about that too. He just kept smiling and said, I have nowhere to go, everything I wish for is right here, and then he burst out laughing. I asked a few more times, hoping for a real answer, but that was the one I always got. Lately, I've missed seeing old Harry sitting on the front porch. I saw the second Mrs. Roberts, that's what everyone in the neighborhood calls her, although not to her face, on the day that Harry died. She was the one who told me he had passed, only she didn't really seem that sad about it. I know everyone expresses grief differently, and who am I to judge? But it was the way the corners of her mouth were fighting not to smile. Maybe she was nervous talking about him. I used to date someone who every time they got nervous, no matter how serious the topic was, they'd laugh. Maybe the second Mrs. Roberts had that same affliction. The second Mrs. Roberts, come to think of it, I don't even know her first name. She doesn't hardly come out of the house at all anymore. She used to walk around the yard with me, pointing out the areas she thought needed special attention. At first, when she stopped following me around, I thought it was because she was in mourning. But then thinking about that fateful almost smile day, I have my doubts. She even leaves the lawn care payment in an envelope taped to the door, so it's made me curious. I've tried to casually look in through the windows as I mow and take care of weeds, but her curtains are always drawn. This has made me even more curious. You never know, maybe she kept old Harry's body and the closed casket was a sham to cover it. You read about crazy people doing all sorts of crazy shit like that. Maybe she's nuts. So today while mowing, I decided I'm gonna find a way to see inside the house. When I finally finished, I saw the envelope hanging in its usual place on the screen door. I took the envelope and knocked on the door. I thought maybe I'd use the excuse of a negotiating price for lawn services offering her to give her a discount since she was in mourning. The second Mrs. Roberts answered the door and did not look sad at all. She answered with a huge smile on her face. Her smile distracted from the purple pantsuit she wore. Not a lot, but a little. I will never understand old people's clothing choices. Hi, Mrs. Roberts. I just wanted to say again how sorry I am about the mister. He was a pretty good guy. She just continued to smile at me without a nod or a word. I tried to nonchalantly peek over her shoulder and into the house, but she caught my attempt and pulled the door closer to her side. Then she shifted her body slightly just enough that I couldn't see a damn thing except her wide smile and that horrendous purple suit. I'll finish up with trimming the apple trees, and there's an area in the back that looks like some weeds are trying to take over, but I wanted to offer you a cut in my price. I know you're going through a rough time, and I just thought it might help. Mrs. Roberts didn't change her smile one bit when she replied, no, it's okay, Sam. I appreciate all the work you do. 
I need to get back to my show now. Have a good day. Thanks again. And then she shut the door pretty much right in my face. I just stood there for a moment, shocked. She was never this rude. Something nefarious was definitely going on. I took care of the weedy spot in the backyard. Then I got my ladder and trimmed some of the branches on the apple trees. While I stood on the ladder, I looked back at the house and noticed the kitchen window that was above the kitchen sink. It only had one of those half curtains, like the kind that just covered the bottom half of the window. Perfect, I thought. I could bring my ladder close to the house, check the eaves, and hopefully get a peek inside. I would need to do it quietly so that Mrs. Roberts wouldn't hear, but if she really was watching a show, she'd be distracted. Making no noise with a metal ladder would be a challenge, but worth a try. I finished trimming the trees and then moved the ladder to the side of the house. I really did check some of the eaves before moving the ladder by the kitchen window. I must have been quiet enough because when I looked through the uncurtained part of the window, I saw Mrs. Roberts sitting at the counter between the kitchen and the dining room. She sat there talking, but the only thing around her was this large rock sitting on the counter. The rock looked like it had been chiseled into something, but I couldn't tell what it was. And then no fucking way, that crazy old woman licked the damn thing. WTF? She shifted in her seat and I ducked down the window line just in case she looked up toward the window. No way did I want her to see me looking in, but seriously, WTF? Why would she be licking a rock? I waited a few seconds before looking back in through the window. On the dining room table sat a huge bowl of salad, a full pie, a baked chicken, and a filled wine glass with a bottle of wine next to it. It even looked like there were linen napkins. Who uses linen napkins? That was definitely not there before. What the heck was going on? I watched Mrs. Roberts swivel on the counter stool and turn her back towards me. Then she quickly changed seats, pulled herself up to the table, and started eating. This was insane. I was positive that stuff wasn't on the table when I looked through just a minute ago. I looked back at the counter and at the stone sitting there. What was it, a frog? Yeah, I thought that's what it was. No, my brain corrected me. It was a toad. I countered back at myself. Who gives a shit? She just licked the damn thing. Who cares if it's a frog or a toad? And then I swear the damn toad whispered to me very clearly, toad. Then I could feel its tentacles slipping inside my head. My brain whispered, toads don't have tentacles, but I swear I felt it probing, scratching, and poking in my brain, demanding me to rescue it. I got a rush of dizziness and gripped the ladder tighter. Save me, the toad demanded. In that moment, I never needed to do anything so bad in my life. I knew I needed to figure out how to get the toad out of Mrs. Roberts' house. I reasoned I could break in in the middle of the night and steal it while she sleeps. And then I knew exactly that's what I would do. I carefully climbed down the ladder, quickly put it back in the shed, grabbed my stuff, and left her yard. All I could think about the rest of the day was that damn toad. It was so hard to hold in my excitement. I kept replaying my plan over and over in my head. It was actually pretty simple. I'd break in through the slider in the dining room, grab the toad, and go. By the time I got home from work, all I had to do was get a few things ready and wait for Mrs. Roberts to go to sleep. As soon as I figured it was late enough, I pulled my hoodie up over my head, slung my backpack over my shoulder, and went out the door. I walked down to Mrs. Roberts' house, trying to look like a normal guy just going out for the night. As I got closer to her house, I could feel my whole body vibrate with excitement. I stepped into the yard and ran across to the dining room sliding door, pressing against the wall to catch my breath. Then I took my flattened screwdriver out of my pocket and jimmied the lock as quietly as I could. 
It wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. I slid the door open, crept inside, leaving it partially open so I could get back out quickly. Then I thought Mrs. Roberts would be sleeping with that damn toad. But no, the toad sat in the same spot on the counter, dominating the darkness. I could feel the pressure in my brain grow the closer I got to it. I reached out to take him and glanced down. On the counter to the left of where the toad sat was a piece of paper. I grabbed the paper and shoved it into the front of the backpack. Then I picked up the toad and put him in the backpack and zipped it closed. I slung it over my shoulder and left the same way I entered. I closed the sliding door behind me and ran across the lawn to the sidewalk. I walked home as fast as I could, still trying not to draw attention to myself. When I got home, I looked around to be sure no one followed me as I slipped in through the door. I closed the curtain and turned on the light. I plopped down on the sofa and pushed the empty plates and game controller off the table. I pulled the toad out of the backpack and put him on the table in front of me. I just stared at it. It really was a strange thing. It was a decent-sized stone, about a foot and a half tall and maybe a foot in circumference. It looked like someone used a chisel to make it look like a toad. They actually did a fairly decent job, I thought. I took the paper out of the backpack. It was a crude drawing of the toad with X's marked sporadically throughout. Someone had scribbled one wish slash spot on the top left corner. Was that what the X's were? All the wishes Mrs. Roberts and Harry had made? There had to be about 50 X's on the sheet. I looked at the toad in comparison. If the X's were licks, then it looked like there could be a hundred more unlicked spots. I got up and checked my room. I knew I was alone, but I needed to be absolutely sure. I took a deep breath, leaned over, and licked the toad. It tasted sweet and warm. I wasn't sure how a stone could have such a wonderful flavor, but the taste made me want to lick it again and again and again. I didn't. I needed to be sure that if this thing gave wishes, that my first wish would be taken care of. If it wasn't, it wouldn't really matter, because I'd be in jail. I was sure the second Mrs. Roberts would know it was me who stole the toad. So I made my first wish. I wish that Mrs. Roberts won't think I'm the one that stole her toad. Now I just needed to wait. I was so hyped I didn't think I could sleep, but sure enough, I dozed off and woke with my hands still holding the toad. Oh my God, Sam, wake up! My mother yelled from the top of the stairs. There's an ambulance at the Roberts house. I shook my head clear, looking at the toad and then ran up the stairs to the kitchen. My mother and father stood side by side on the back deck, watching the commotion a few doors down. I went outside and stuck next to my parents. We watched as the EMTs carried the second Mrs. Roberts out of her house on a stretcher. My brain noted that they didn't have the sheet over her face, so that was good. Didn't you just see her yesterday, my mother asked? Yeah, I was there, and she seemed okay, I answered before my mother could ask her next question. My dad shook his head and mumbled, you just never know when it's your time, as he walked back into the house. My mom and I stood there for a while longer and watched until the crowd left before we joined my dad at the kitchen table. You should do her lawn for free from now on, my mom said as she poured milk into her coffee. I offered to give her a discount, but she said no, as I replied and got real flavored creamer from the fridge for my own cup. My mom shook her head and sighed as she took a sip of her coffee. We sat in silence like that until I finished my coffee, excused myself from the non-existent conversation. I ran back downstairs to my apartment and plopped down on the sofa. Did you do that? I asked the toad. Of course it was silent, but I knew it had. Shit, you didn't have to do that to her. I leaned back on the sofa and tried to decide what I should wish for next. I had to think creatively. 
I didn't want my parents asking a bunch of questions, and so things needed to look legit. I did the licky thing and wished that my truck was new dually with a lift kit and complete with all the equipment I'd need for my business. Then I realized my wish was actually two wishes, and so it might not work. Or maybe Mrs. Roberts being hauled away was a coincidence, and it wouldn't work anyway. But I had to try. I figured I could explain it to my parents by saying I got it on credit and money from my quickly growing business. I wasn't sure how long I needed to wait before checking the driveway. I didn't think it would take long, given that Mrs. Roberts' meal was on her table with moments, so I ran out the door and up around to the front yard. Damn! There it was in all its glory. A brand new black Ford Super Duty F-350 with a lift was sitting in my parents' driveway. I ran to the truck and touched it to be sure it was real. I opened the driver's door and sure enough, keys hung in the ignition. I left drivers open and ran my hand along the truck's wonderful smooth metal as I practically skipped to the back of the truck. The bed was filled with tools, ladders, hammer, trimmer, edgers, lawn bags, and more. This was amazing. I jogged back to the driver's door and jumped in and started her up. Oh my God, she growled and I loved the sound. I backed up slowly out of the driveway and took her for a spin. I drove through town and then on the freeway so I could open her up a bit. I wasn't looking to start a relationship with a ticket, but I wanted to see what she could do. She did not disappoint. When I returned home, I saw that I had been gone for over an hour. I ran back inside to the toad. He remained where I had left him. He sat stoically on my table. I sat on the sofa, leaned over to him, and whispered, Thank you. I spent the rest of my day wishing for things that filled my apartment. I had a new gaming console with a gaming chair. I wished for new clothes and some decent appliances. Finally, I wished for a never-depleting bank account balance. I didn't want the bank to investigate a huge deposit like a million dollars, but if my bank account balance remained the same no matter what I spent, who'd notice or say anything? By the end of the day, I had wished for everything I could think of and needed a break. I was exhausted and I needed a drink. I didn't want to leave the toad home alone, so I put him in my backpack and went out to celebrate my new life. I parked my new truck outside of Tony's and walked into Revolution Drinks, carrying the toad on my back and smile on my face. Tonight was going to be a good night. I could just feel it. I sat at the bar and I told Tony I'd buy him a drink. I ordered a Heineken and a shot of whiskey. I haven't seen you for a while. What's the occasion? Tony asked as he put my drinks in front of me. I've had an awesome day and just want to share a little, I replied, then swallowed the shot and put the glass forward for another. Well then, congrats to you, he said as he poured us both shots. We tapped glasses and drank. It felt good to be out. Samir and Harriet came in, and Samir told me about some new houses he was working on out in the valley. Harriet, she was just Harriet, sullen and silent. We shared a few drinks, and then Samir said he needed to go because he had to work in the morning. I laughed and I said, I do too, but I was staying. Harriet stuck around and had a few more drinks. A few other friends stopped in for a while, and I remember Connor and Rosie stopped by for a few, and I showed my, brother, my buddy Aaron my new work truck. We drank more to celebrate it. I bought rounds for everyone. I mean, I had a never-ending bank account, so why not? I vaguely remember singing and someone yelling at me to shut the hell up. I think I might have told a few people about the toad, but I can't be sure. I had a few more drinks, and I'm pretty sure I closed the bar. I had a really great night. I wish I could remember more. I woke up this morning at home, thank God. My truck is in the driveway. My apartment is still full of cool shit, but that damn toad is gone. <laughs>